Hello and welcome. You're listening to the You Do Woo podcast, and I'm your host, Allison Cullen. I'm a mom with a background in business and counseling, but I've always been tapped into the more woo-woo side of everyday life. I'm here to take you on an exploration of your spirituality, give you helpful life hacks, help you on this evolution through motherhood, and give you a weekly dose of useful woo. If you need your cup filled, your mind expanded, and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the You Do Woo podcast. This is your host, Allison Cullen, and I have the lovely Meg Stone with me today. She is the host of the Magnolia Studio podcast, and she actually just did a training inside the mastermind for my mastermind girls, and they were obsessed with her. So I wanted to bring her on for everybody in the You Do Woo community. So thank you for coming on, Meg. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so so excited to be here and I just can't wait to to chat. You guys, if you don't yet listen to the Magnolia Studio podcast, especially if you're a mom and business owner, I highly highly recommend it. Meg is also good friends with Scotty Durrett who was on a few weeks back on the YouTube podcast and I just love listening to your podcast because, and yeah. I'm just five minutes into today's and then I got to doing other things. So I need to go back and listen to it. But I think the title of today's was <laughs> I from zero to three kids in 13 months or 16. Yes, 13. Oh, I know. Well, how are you? Especially like during COVID. Okay. Cause I keep using the excuse. I'm like, we don't have a second kid yet because of COVID. So hold right. on. Everybody. Well, we, we were like one of those like COVID pregnancies. Like I gave birth to our boys right during the first like global lockdown. So when everyone was just absolutely terrified and then, yeah, the boys were four months old and I was like, I feel weird. Oh, I'm pregnant. <laughs> so we were like one of the COVID like baby boom people. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's wild. You're doing amazing. Thank you. I know you had a business before, but like you're, you're building a thriving business and have three kiddos. And I just don't freaking like, I don't, I know that you just do it and you just get through and you just make it all work and stuff. But then there's sometimes where I pause and I look backwards and I'm like, how did we do that? How are we still married? How am I still yeah. alive? Like what realizations have, I mean, well, okay. Everybody just needs to go listen to that episode probably, but yeah, the second version, like what have you learned in the past couple of years? I think one of the biggest things that I learned, which I mentioned on the podcast is that you can find ways to do what you love to like hold on to those pieces of yourself but it takes a lot more communication and coordination. Yeah. Like the days of me just being like, okay, I'm off to the studio and, or I'm off to go do whatever. Those are gone. Like I have to communicate with like (laughs) two to three people, coordinate schedules and all that. So it's, yeah, it's been a huge learning experience. And I think also just, you know, it's just such a huge shift. Like you are never the person that you were before you had kids. Mm-hmm. Like parts of you are always with you, but you're a new version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And just embracing that has been a big thing for me in the last year, for sure. 
Well, you're doing an amazing job. I wanted you to share with everybody sort of your backstory of how you got into the work you do now. Now you have a podcast, you're getting ready to open a marketing agency. Okay. So tell us all the things like back, like rewind back to, I mean, high school or college, wherever you would like to start and sort of give us a a short backstory of you and how all of that evolved. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds crazy when you like say everything out loud, but (laughs) so I've been a photographer for the last seven years, went to college and like subscribed to the whole idea of the nine to five life. I did that for a while and I was like, this is not gonna be for me. So I started my photography business and it was right when Instagram was really becoming like a big tool for businesses. So pretty much immediately, like my business was thriving and I always did lifestyle, commercial brand photography. So it was awesome and I still love it. But what I did notice with some of my especially the small business clients, was that they didn't really have much of a strategy past our photo shoot. So they were kind of like, I know that I need to post on social media. And that's why they had the photo shoot. But then beyond that, there was no like plan or anything past that. And so I started seeing that a lot with the business owners. So it kind of like sparked the idea in my mind of branching out my services and doing more branding and marketing and that kind of thing. So I was kind of like preparing to do that right as I got pregnant with twins and COVID hit and everything kind of, you know, exploded or imploded in the world. So I took a step back, you know, just to be a mom. And then of course, got pregnant again, had a baby. (laughs) So everything was kind of on pause, but I will say I was continuing to post on social media. And that was one way that I kind of just like kept my foot in the door of business. And so, yeah, I kind of started working with business owners in that capacity and working on their content strategy and their visual branding and then that kind of thing. And so that's how I sort of ended up here. And now two kids are in preschool. So it's like, I'm ready to, (laughs) you know, things are moving along. And I do that through working one-on-one. And then, yeah, we're opening an agency in October for more of like a full service, kind of taking it off business owners to-do list. And yeah, I'm really excited about it. So okay, my that's the very quick version. I love it. I think one of my superpowers is like being a not necessarily networker because I don't love to like go like do networking events and stuff, but I love freaking connecting people. And mm-hmm. so my mind's already going with like, okay, I need to tell this person about Megan, <laughs> whatever, as Thank far as the marketing agency goes for sure. I'm so excited for you. I'm really um, pumped. And just so you guys know for any like projectors or maybe generators who have one thing going on out there, Meg is a man gen who's more manifester. So keep that in mind as you're listening to all the plates she has spinning. Um, (laughs) That's like sort of who she is meant to be. And then like just starting stuff, assigning it to people to let it, you know, all of that kind of stuff. How has that transformation been with you? Because I think you had just found out about human design whenever I met you late last year, earlier this year. And then we did a reading together this summer. 
Mm -hmm. What was that like for you finding out that you're a man gen, but more manifester energy? Well, it's been amazing. I mean, I feel like human design is just such a permission slip to be yourself and lean into the ways that you truly work the best. Mm -hmm. So that has been incredible because one, I'm delegating like a crazy person. (laughs) And I just really resonate with that idea of starting something, being inspired, but I'm not necessarily great at the execution and finishing it. And I'm like, I'm not supposed to be. Other people can do that. And being in the manifesting or manifester energy, one thing that really from our reading really hit home was being in those moments of being really inspired and working, working. And then there's times when you are supposed to just kind of rest and recharge. And recently I had one of those periods that was longer than it typically would be. And normally I'd be panicking and like beating myself up over it. And I was just kind of like, I'm not going to force it. And this is just who I am. It's just been so freeing, I guess, and just allows me to lean into those ways of working so much more. I know that you had already started your podcast before we chatted through your human design chart, but I think I would have told you to go start a (laughs) podcast. Anyways, not that every manifester needs to start a podcast, but I do think it is an outlet that is like so powerful to add on to a business, especially if you need to be exercising that throat chakra energy. I know that it's a lot of time and it's an investment if you have a producer and like all of that kind of stuff, but what have you what good stuff has come from your podcast, like in the creation of and and execution of podcasting every week? Yeah. I love having the podcast. And I'm sure you do too. It feels like a really awesome space to like talk through some of the bigger ideas that you have and kind of go deeper into your expertise on something you know, versus a social media post that it's supposed to be bite-sized and it's like these quick, quick, quick things. And podcasting, I feel like lets you like get into the conversation and get deep into something. And so getting that practice in has been wonderful. And it's just a huge brand builder. I think people kind of immediately take you a little bit more seriously if you have a podcast, you know, and it's just sort of establishes you as a thought leader. And for me, I love it because I use my podcast as like my big piece of content and then try to break that up into smaller bite-sized pieces. So it's like just simplifies things and I love it. One thing that I love about it as a probably extreme introvert is that it is a way that people can get into my world and know me really well without me having to have like a hundred conversations a day. Yes. I am an introvert as well. And so anything that I can just put out that feels really good, but doesn't involve me interacting is a win. You're helping me a lot with social media and, you know, exposure and things like that as far as just Instagram. But sometimes it exhausts me to have to go in and like, I mean, I love it. I love it when I'm like new people are coming into my world and I'm like, Hey, and I try to DM everybody and be like, welcome to my little world and whatever. Uh But then like, I can't sit there and do 150 back and forth audio messages every day, even if I wanted to. And like, I do want to interact with people. Like it's weird just being in that many people's energy fields 
exhausts yeah. me. And so the podcast is such a genius way to like have it out there and you know, you get feedback on it, which is fun and yeah, the best thing ever, totally. but it's like I can record it once. And then it's like, I had a thousand conversations that month. Yeah. And you can always direct people there or, you know, send them an episode and it's just such a nice way to get your thoughts and your knowledge out there where it's like, here's where you can go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I would have gotten through the past few years and motherhood and everything without listening to certain podcasts to make totally to help me like feel, I don't know, like I wasn't alone and there were yeah. going through the same thing and, and all that kind of stuff, which I know that you talk, you talk about quite a bit on your podcast, but okay. I feel like such a weenie talking to you. Cause I'm like <laughs> being like, I'm not a martyr anymore. And I like have control over my time and blah, 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 but I have one child. What does that look like for you? Balancing motherhood of three small children and building several businesses now just to normalize all of this. Like what struggles do you have? What help do you have? How do you practice presence in both aspects? Cause that's like such a hard thing. Like I have to like force my head where it's like, I drop her off at school and then I'm like, she's having fun. Like mm -hmm. she, went, she ran into school. She went, which wasn't always, yeah. nice, but like right. she's having fun. I get to go have fun at work now. Like, and yeah. like, it's okay to do this. If she was at home with me all day long, we'd both be miserable. Like, I just have to like, keep rerouting myself. How does the, like, yes, my brain's just, <laughs> or, like, I'm just word vomiting everything in my brain. What does this look like for you? So I knew from when I was pregnant that I was going to want to keep working and that that was going to be part of it. So we brought a nanny on from the start and she's a member of our family. Like she is just everything. <laughs> so that's huge is having that kind of help. And we also just set a solid routine, which helps all of us, helps the kids kind of know what's coming. It helps me know that I'm going to have time to work. That's like guaranteed, but it, of course it never goes perfectly, you know, and just kind of being okay and rolling with that. But having the team and having a routine, we also have grandparents nearby. So there's multiple people helping. And that was even hard for me at the start, just like there's so many hands, nannies, grandparents, us. And it was like, oh, but like I should be doing everything. Like I should be playing with them. I should be doing this. And it's like you said, having to reroute your brain and being like, it's good for them to interact with other people. It's good for them to feel safe with these people. It's good for them to build those relationships. So just, yeah, just being okay with that. And those are the biggest things in terms of how we've been balancing it. But I would say also in terms of just kind of like when I'm at work, I'm at work. And when I go home, I really have to like put my phone away and just like be with them. And they really want that time too. But it has to be like an intentional thing. Otherwise, yeah. it's hard for me to turn off my work brain. And always also knowing that like ultimately, of course, our kids are going to be the first priority. You know, my son was sick the other day and it was like, everything's canceled. And like, that's just what it is, you know, and it's a season and they're not always going to be this little. 
And so I just try to like embrace it as much as possible, but still I'm into my business. Like I want to do it. So being okay with that too. It's still guilty anywhere you go. (laughs) I know. Okay. So there were certain people that I had to sort of stop following on social Mm -hmm. media and nothing wrong with it at all. But like certain people who have a very, very different lifestyle than me and are one-on-one with their kids a lot more. Right. And for their life, that's like perfect and beautiful and amazing. And I like, I'm sure there's going to be times where I'm like, oh, I wish that I could like relive her age two year again yeah, and be, yeah. be more present. And I'm also practicing that presence now when I'm with her. And I don't know if you and I have ever even talked about this, but one thing I learned in my human design training, and this is coming from me who I grew up with a stay-at-home mom and I didn't go to school till I was, I think, four. So I ha- was at home with her for at least three and a half years, but in human design, they teach that it is best for kids, especially zero to seven to be around a lot of different people on a daily basis. So long as they're safe and take right. Of course. And, and like healthily attached to you and all of that kind of stuff. But the reason for it is, is because if a child is only hanging out with one other person, they're going to see all the differences between themselves and that person and think something's wrong with them. Interesting. Whereas if they see all different types of people and different energies, whether it's hanging out with generators or projectors or MGs or manifest, you know, like whoever, they're like, oh, everybody's different. And everybody, right. it's called the science of differentiation. But like learning about that, gave me so much peace because I was like, whoa. And I love my mom. My mom was an amazing mom, but I do remember being like six or seven and seeing a book on her bookshelf that was talked about how to raise a, not an independent child or like a, I don't know, like a difficult child. (laughs) Oh, that's about me. You know, like she's having to read a book about dealing with me because yeah. um, I was very like hard-headed and type A and my mom's not that way. And my mom's a lot more like nurturing and go with the flow and like, it's all okay. You know, like that. And I'm very, I was very regimented and I was like cleaning the house at age five yeah. and all this stuff. And sometimes I wonder how it would have been different if from age zero, I was around a lot more people all the time. It's good for them. And it teaches them that they're safe with other people and that other people love them. Yeah, that was honestly a hard struggle for me. And I felt guilty for like wanting to work and all of that. But it's like now they're so close with their grandparents and they're totally fine with the nanny when I do need to leave. And it's just like, it's good for everyone, you know? And And Caroline like spends so much more time with her dad than I ever spent with my dad because my dad was a breadwinner and he was gone all the time. And my husband travels a lot and stuff, but like, there's also a lot of times where I'm like, I want to go work on the weekend and you can, you know, Mm -hmm. like if there's like a few hour period and he's like, I'm going to go take her and go run errands and she's getting dad time, you know? Totally. Like, yes, that I'm dealing with that right now. They're very attached to me, the two boys, because they just started preschool and it's a big transition. And when their dad does, you know, want to do something with them, they kind of like, they're like, no, I want mommy. And it's like, I have to be like, no, because that bond needs to, you know, grow. And like, they need to have that experience with their dad too. And it's just, it's tricky, but it's, it's all good for them, you know? 
Yeah. Have you heard of Dr. Gabor Mate? Mm-mm. So no. he's big on, I'll, I'll box you some of his information. I might even put it in the show notes below. He's big on like attachment theory and everything, but from like a very interesting point, cause he's talking a lot lately about, and we don't, I don't think we even meant to talk about motherhood this much, but it's what <laughs> he's talking a lot about the dynamic with mothers and kids when mothers need to be needed. And that's not attachment. Children need their parents for a lot of different things and to be there or like, a, you know, there's a difference between like going back to work totally full time from day one and not right. being there with their with the child. But aside from breastfeeding or whatever, honestly, like a kid just needs someone to attach to like a loving adult person. Yeah. But anyways, that's a whole other thing. Cause I even now looking back, if we have a second kid, I'm like, Oh, I want to take a little bit longer maternity leave and like totally, you know, take a chill pill and, and all that kind of stuff and do things a little bit differently. But Dr. Monte was like, there's so many moms these days who like just really need to be needed. And that's totally. going to project back on the kid and like not be good in the future. And so we talk about that a lot. Like hey, you're going to go to school and mommy's going to go work and mommy has so much fun at work. Like I'm not doing this to like have to go. Right. I will never drop my kid off at daycare or school to go do something I hate doing. Yeah, totally. And it's like, then you're making the kid responsible for you. You know what I mean? Versus being like, okay, I'm going to go do this because I have fun and I love it. And you're going to go to school and that's so fun. Yeah. And we get to have our fun days and then we get to come back together and tell each other about it, you know? So, and I've also found that my kids have motivated me even more in my business. I feel like that was like a big mindset shift for me too, of like, I'm not just doing this for myself anymore and because it's fun and I like to do it. Like I'm doing it to provide for their future and to show my daughter what we can do and that kind of thing. So that just popped in my head another motherhood yeah. business balance. Remind me, how old are your little boys? Uh, the boys are not quite two and a half. And then our daughter is, she's a year younger. So she's not quite one and a half yet. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So I feel like the two and a half to three, those six months are so freaking fun. I mean, that's just what I remember last because Caroline turns three in two days. And like thinking about the past few months and I'm like, these have been the best, like as far as them starting to talk to you and interact with you and all that kind of stuff. It's just, I think my favorite, and I'm sure it's really fun having them like interact with (laughs) each other, you know, it's pretty funny. Their speech has grown so much in the last just few weeks and it's like full conversations. And I was driving them to preschool and Theo's shyer and he didn't want to go. And Parker was like, why Theo? Like it's preschool. It's okay. He's like convincing him to go to school. I'm like, I'm just in the front driving, listening to their conversation. It was amazing. We've been starting to have some really interesting phrases come out. Like Caroline the other day, Cam stubbed his toe and goes, shit. And she heard from the other room. She goes, dad, you can't say shit. (laughs) I was like, and we've, cussed around her. Um, we've lately, especially the past six months, tried to like be careful with what we're saying. So I was like, where did you hear that word? She goes at school. (laughs) I was like, well, who said it? She was like a little boy. She said his name and she goes, 
He said that. And then the teacher said, you can't say shit. But it's so funny because the way she says it, it's like, hey, you can't say shit to me. Like, like, like <laughs> yeah. that kind of tone or whatever. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, I know that I shouldn't be absolutely cracking up at this, but it is the best thing ever. So funny. They're so funny at this age. Yeah. I love it so much. Okay, one thing that you have given me that I do want to talk about, and I know that you're, you know, we can talk about all of all of the new stuff you're doing with your marketing agency and all of that. But um, when you came and did the social media training for our mastermind gals, we were sort of talking about posting versus stories and all of that kind of stuff. And I don't know why I had it in my head that I had to like put a story up like every hour. And it was honestly no. like making me a little crazy. And you were like, Hey, no, it's actually really good for your engagement. <laughs> Let your stories run out and then start fresh. And I've yeah. been doing that. Like I've been taking weekend breaks from Instagram and it has changed my world. Oh my God. I'm so happy. Like seriously. I also, I take weekends off. Okay. I'm like, no, well, no, I feel you. like engagement is lower on the weekends anyway. Yeah. And that's just part of me. I mean, I'm not going to do it every weekend. Not, like if I feel like getting yeah. on well or whatever, but I don't feel required to post a story or anything like that. And honestly, like this past weekend, I didn't get on at all. And I didn't even think about it. And I also like my guilt, my mom guilt has gone down a lot mm -hmm. because when I am with her, I don't have my phone. Yeah, which is so nice and so necessary. And I feel like when you're forcing yourself to post, like there is a weird energy behind it. I feel like strangely, somehow the energy that you're posting with does come across with people consuming it. Like, and it's always kind of like, I don't know why, but like, I just, people don't resonate with it. Yeah. And if it's something that you feel really good about posting and you're like, not feeling burned out with social media, it goes better, you know? And so, yeah, the story is for sure. I love to let them die out and then just start again because yeah. it's like a new, fresh thing for people to see. And I think I feel like part of my role is sort of being a role model for keeping Absolutely. boundaries up around, you know, yeah. his mom and whatever, keeping boundaries up around my social media. And I also find that when I utilize it less and I use it as a tool instead of as a just consumer, 100% right. of the time, be a creator instead of a consumer, like my nervous system feels better. And I also like actually look at it at the whole Instagram platform as a whole as like a tool rather yeah. than something that I'm like addicted to, you know? Yeah, I think that's the biggest shift you can have with it is because we were most of us all around like when it first started. And so we all have this still idea that it's like friends and family and it's just for fun. But the reality is if you're a business owner, it's a business tool and that's how it should be used. So setting boundaries around it. I mean, you're not in your email 24 hours a day, you know, and having a boundary and having a strategy for me is really helpful. You know, I take every weekend off, I would say. And then I have you know, a strategy behind what I'm doing. So I feel like 
less frantic. And like you said, like my nervous system isn't so like, oh gosh, I got a post and what are people going to think about this? Like, I know what I'm posting. I know why I'm posting it. And it's just making that big mindset shift of like, this is not for me to keep up with my friends and family, like start a personal account for that. And it's a business tool. And it's an awesome one. I mean, like, ultimately, it's a free way for us to talk about, I mean, depending if you do ads or not, but it's a free way to talk about your business where our parents never had this. They would have to like buy ad space somewhere or make a commercial, which is like insane, you know, like, so it's a big opportunity. And I think people just get overwhelmed and burned out. And then it's like kind of throwing their hands in the air. And yeah, you just have to come at it with like a new perspective and use it as a tool. I know that you still do a lot of work in social media and as a social media expert, but what recently prompted you to start your marketing company? A couple things. Well, the biggest one was seeing a lot of women in like the online space and they're trying to sell or they're trying to kind of do all this stuff. And it's like not really working the way they want it to. And then I was looking at like bigger or more successful people who are really killing it, like selling on social and all these things. I'm like, what is the big difference there? And it's that these quote, more successful people, they have a very established brand. Their reputation is out there. And yes, they've probably been doing it for a while, but that's something that you can cultivate like relatively quickly. And so working with photography clients, like I, cause I still do take photography clients. I'm still seeing people are like, cool. I got my photos. Like, I don't really know what I'm going to do next, but it's going to be great. You know? And I'm just like, we need to build brands. We need to turn your business into a brand. And when you do that, when you have a really solid brand, like selling is much easier. And so that was what really I was like, okay, we need to start a service for this more than just from coaching, which of course is great. But there's also, I have clients who have been in business for a while and they're, they're doing great, but like they want to level up their online presence. And it's just, it's something that everyone needs. And I feel like a lot of people feel overwhelmed or it's kind of mysterious and they don't really know what to do. And so I just decided, okay, like on top of the coaching, like, let's just do this for people, you know, times people don't want the handholding. They're just like, I would like to pay you. Yeah. For- I just don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have enough going on and they're like, this is not something I'm even interested in learning. Like, just please take care of it for me. It's like, great. Okay, perfect. Which I freaking love. Like the more and more people that I talk to, I'm just like, well, a marketing agency is not so like out there, you know? I mean, for you, it's like probably a more high level boutique marketing agency. And it's not just some company, like some ad agency or whatever, but some of the women that I've been talking to lately have created these crazy, like out of the box careers and are doing so well. And I'm just like, I am over people making excuses. Well, I could yeah. do that. I can't ever make money doing that. I just got off of a podcast interview with an animal communicator. I was just thinking that you said that I'm like, yeah, you don't get more niche than that. <laughs> like what? Yeah. 
So I love it. And I love that you're being a role model also of being like, Hey, I can have a lot of plates spinning at the same time. And maybe every little bit you're like, okay, my main focus, obviously probably your main focus, October, November, December is going to be growing your marketing agency. And you have things that you're like super focused on, but then you're, you're also got your podcast and you've got your social media stuff and photography stuff and whatever. And I just think that it's, it's refreshing to see women not making excuses, not acting as a martyr, as a mother, which you're supposed to do as an MG, not like putting themselves in a box or thinking linearly, being like, I can do this and this and this and this and be a freaking awesome mom and all of these things. So thank you. Oh, I have moments where I'm like, what is this like? Am I doing too much? And people are going to think I'm absolutely nuts. But I kind of just from our reading too, I was like, if it feels like aligned, I'm going to do it. The second that I thought of the agency idea, it was like things in my brain just clicked, you know, and I was like, yes. And so much of what you just said about women making excuses or business owners making excuses, it's like that really motivated me to do this too, is because I've worked with women who are like, want to do it, want to get it going, but they have a thousand reasons of why it's not going to work. And I'm like, no, we're doing this. (laughs) So. How can people connect with you? I know you're on Instagram and TikTok. Instagram and TikTok. Yep. Very active on TikTok. (laughs) Well, is Instagram the best way for people to get a hold of you? Yeah. Both of them are meg.b.stone. And yeah, shoot me a message. Let's chat. Awesome. I'll put that in there. And then what current offerings are, I know you have a lot of things out there for ways people can work with you, but what's really lighting you up right now that you want to work with people on -on one-on-one? For one-on-one, we have a, it's basically, it's called the profit strategy and it's two one-on-one calls kind of mapping out your business, where you want it to go financially, and then how to get you there from a content and marketing standpoint. So yeah. Love it. And then do you have a name yet for your, for your marketing? Stone Creative. Oh, nice. Just your last name. Cool. Yeah. Simple. My father-in-law has a business here where I live called Stone Living. So like just kind of keeping it family. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Awesome. So that'll be coming soon. Well, we might have to have you back on once you have created that whole empire and talk about all the work that you're doing in there. But I appreciate you coming on now to talk about balancing motherhood and business and being a a magical man, (laughs) all of the things. It's so fun. Thank you for having me. I love chatting with you every time. So thank you so much. It was so good. Thank you, Meg. We'll see you next time. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. 
I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at you do woo, all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember, anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast.